Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the Oklahoma studios, this is the Oklahoma Varsity Podcast. I'm your host, Cameron Jordan. I'm here today with uh, my co-host, Abby Bitterman and Nick Sardis. Guys, how's it going? It's going well today. Going good. Well and good. It's uh, about to cool off tomorrow. I'm actually really excited about that. I don't know about you guys, but I'm tired of walking outside and sweating and feeling like I need to take a shower before I've even done anything. I spent my whole summer in the north woods of Wisconsin, so uh, yeah, I'd like it to be cooler. I don't really care. I like it when it's hot, so... I don't, I don't mind the heat at all, especially if I'm on a golf course or something, but I do not like it when I'm just walking around trying to do work and it's really hot. How, how'd, you, how'd you play last Friday morning? I didn't play last Friday morning. Oh, you, okay, well, you said last week. On I the, did play Saturday, though. Okay, I well, ended up going to play on Saturday afternoon, but I did not play Friday morning. I was really upset. Loyal, loyal listeners of the pod can back me up uh, that you said you were going to play last Friday. I did. So. I did not, play, I did not uh, hit my irons well at all. I shot an 89 still trying to break 80 we'll get to there eventually it's it, it's gonna happen um this is episode four of the oklahoma's varsity podcast uh we have a big slate for you guys today um first off we want, want to talk a little bit about what some of the best things we saw last week and then we're gonna get into ranking the top five football teams in the state regardless of class may even go a little bit further than just the top five um I, i'll kind of start with our talking points best thing i saw last week um it was arguably my best game of the year uh christian heritage at cashin um, a rank a matchup of number six at number uh, one, uh, CHA at Cashin, and it was a fantastic game. CHA had a really really good drive to score with a little more than a minute left, and they converted a two point uh, try to give themselves a twenty two to twenty one lead. Cashin gets the ball back, drives down the field, scores a game winning touchdown with uh, seventeen seconds left, and then CHA got the ball back, and Cashin got a pick six to kind of seal the deal, winning thirty three twenty two. You had a team, Cashin, that's now 4-0 and arguably one of the top teams just in general in, in Class A. Um, and then CHA, who's coming off a state runner-up appearance. Uh, those two teams look really, really good. And the fact that they're in the same district is kind of crazy because that district uh, is loaded as well. You also have Minko in there. So it's just it's going to be really interesting to see how uh, how everything falls through in Class A, for especially those few teams. The best thing I saw last week wasn't actually on the football field um it was carl albert's homecoming and one of my favorite parts of high school when um when i was in high school was was always homecoming and so carl albert's homecoming was it it appeared to be fast food restaurant themed Uh, a lot of people were wearing carl albert t-shirts that were in and out themed but the best thing that i saw was a float for one of the classes that was whataburger themed and instead of saying what a burger it said what a class and it was just like a well-done float, and I thought it was really cool. In-N-Out is better than Whataburger. Um, Never been to In-N-Out. Okay. Be a part of this conversation. As sorry. someone who is uh, not I mean, I live from in Oklahoma, so I mean, that, where am I going to go? Dallas. I've only yeah, I've only ever had it in Dallas. Okay, so I'm not originally from a place that has either Whataburger or uh, In-N-Out. So as an impartial uh, third party, I can say that Whataburger is better. 
I had a honey butter chicken biscuit for the first time a couple weeks ago. What? It was good. But yeah, but I did wait till I was 23 to have one, and that's that, okay, though. That's more of the thing that I'm surprised it's about. Okay, it's it's delicious. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't had one. What? That's what fine. No. Don't, don't let anyone... Don't <laughs> let anyone <laughs> I'm really excited about the breakfast burger. I got to go get one of those. Did you see the breakfast burger thing that came out? I, I saw it, yeah. I I don't know. I don't know about that. It looks good, but then at the same time, it's like... I'm oh. a simple man. I, <laughs> it's that, a, that kind of stuff just... just it's a burger... No. It's crispy hash browns, it's eggs, it's bacon. Like, what, what, what isn't good for you on that, you Can know? We just put some gravy on top of it, and then it'd be really, really good. Be good. I'm sure they have some. <laughs> Nick, what was the best thing that you had saw last week? I was covering the Tuttle-Tecumseh game, and um, I guess the best thing I saw was Tristan Love. He had over 150 yards and three touchdowns, so that was probably the best thing I saw. They got a big matchup coming next week. Tuttle Bethany rematch of the Class 4A title game last year. I'm excited about that one. Yep. It's going to be not looking too far ahead. All right. Now, we've all we t- we've been talking about this a little bit throughout the week, kind of planning it out a little bit. Um, we wanted to rank. I got a question last week from a listener, and I cannot remember who sent it to me right now. They were they're saying, uh, how do you think we could rank just teams regardless of class? Like Mount St. Mary. Mount St. Mary coach, wasn't it? Uh, yes, the running backs coach from Mount St. Mary. I think that's correct. Um so I want to go down all of our lists and kind of we'll go one through five um, and then we can maybe talk a little bit further than that as well. Um, just kind of rank who we think right now at week five is the top teams in the state. Um, any of you guys, we, we can just all go through and say who our number one team is then discuss a little bit. My number one team is Bixby. That is also my number one team. Carl Albert. I think you got him too high. I do not. <laughs> it's really hard to argue 40 straight wins and three straight state titles. I mean, do you want me to make my case now, or are we going to wait? No, go ahead. All right. Because Carl Albert's going to be – we're all going to have Carl Albert ranked high. I mean, you can't, you can't oh, yeah. not it's, have them. It, for me, it's coming pretty soon, but, like, okay, I don't know. I just so, for me, I mean, okay, Carl Albert, they have a quarterback in Ben Harris who has gotten offers from Cam. You would know this better than me. Iowa State, I know, is one. Yeah, his recruiting is really not taken off, but it's I mean, but essentially that, I was, waiting. It's, I mean, like, it's going to blow up soon. So that's your quarterback. Your running back is Javion Hunt, who similar. He's um, pretty good, I'd say. I mean, offers from Texas Tech. I think Ole Miss maybe is another one. I mean, so you have him, and then you have Trailer. Pronounce his first name for me. Javion. Javion, okay. Also Pro- Javion. Probably the most underrated player in the state, in my opinion. I mean, it seems like he's returning a punt for a kick or <laughs> returning a punt for a touchdown every single game. Uh, the game I was covering against Midwest City just had a ridiculous one-handed catch in the end zone. Um, he's, he's he's really talented. He's big. He's fast. I mean, he's he's phenomenal. And then you have Rico Windham, another underrated guy. Plays on both sides of the ball, wide receiver, cornerback. He's committed yeah. to Tulsa. Committed to Tulsa. So, I mean, and then their defense. I mean, it's just it's phenomenal. <laughs> Reese Collier in the middle is uh, – I would not want to take a hit from him. So that's that's kind of the reason why I'm going with the Titans. I mean, I definitely see that side of the argument, um, and I don't think I don't think that that answer is wrong by any means whatsoever. I mean, Carl Albert, like we said, forty straight wins, three straight titles. Let's face it, they're on their path, and they're going to get mad. They're going to start saying rat poison or something. I think there's some guy down in Norman who says that a lot, but like they're on a path some to guy win their f- down in Norman. They're on their path to win their fourth straight state title, and I and it's just incredible what they've been able to do. The prolonged success they've been able to have um 
I went with Bixby because looking at what they've done this year, um, the big thing that stands out to me is 57-7 against Jinx. They're averaging 65 points per game, and they have Brennan Presley, who plays offense and defense. Brennan Presley is one of the state's top receivers. Um, he's an Oklahoma State commit. Then you have Jordan Reagan on defense, Oklahoma State commit, as a cornerback, and he's playing really well this year. But you also have Mason Williams at quarterback, who's been outstanding, does what he needs to do. He's a junior. He's really strong. Then you have Brennan Presley's little brother, Braylon Presley, who's been playing running back as a sophomore. Their offense is a monster. I don't, I do not know how you can contain them and stop them. It's, I mean, maybe you can just try to limit them to, I don't know, 40 points, but they're averaging 65 through four games against really quality opponents. So that's why I have them number one. I just think right now they're the top team. Same logic. I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna repeat it. All right, moving down to number two, I have Owasso. I also have a Owasso. I did not look at Cam's rankings before this. I just want that to be known. I have Bixby for all the reasons that you just, you know, pointed out. I mean, Brendan Presley is, <laughs> I mean, he's probably the most electric player in the state. So that's um, a perfect way to describe it. So, uh, so yeah, I got them number two. Yeah. Um, I, so I have a Owasso at number two, and I know we have Car- Carl Albert at one there, and be patient. <laughs> <laughs> I know Abby and I both have a Owasso at number two. Um the big thing with the Wasset number two, um, it, it seems as if, and this is going to be really hard to fully say, it seems as if the powers have slightly shifted, especially the last three years in Tulsa. Broken Air and Owasso have had better teams than Jinx and Tulsa Union the last couple of years. Now, I know Jinx yeah. was in the title game last year, and I know that uh, Broken Arrow and Owasso in the last two seasons have both had to go through those other two powers who have won nearly 20 straight years of titles. But Owasso this season has just been outstanding. They played really well against two of Arkansas's highly ranked teams, they have beaten Broken Arrow, and they won last week against Tulsa Union. I just think that what they're doing with Isaiah Jacobs at running back, they also have Deuce Mayberry Jr., who's a Kansas commit at, at defensive back. They just have athletes all over the field, and they are loaded again like they were two years ago and look primed to win their second state title in three years. Yeah, I mean, with with wins over Broken Arrow and uh, Union, you can't really like question you know, how good they are right now. So going to number three, this is where I have Carl Albert. This is also where I have Carl Albert. That's where I have Owasso. So are, we're pretty, well, we're so pretty the top close to the top yeah. three. I think so. So here's here's where it gets interesting. I think we all may have some different answers kind of going from here on down. Number four, I have Broken Arrow. That's what, yeah, that's what I have. Oh, I have Stillwater. Stillwater. Why Stillwater over uh, – why, why Stillwater in that spot? Uh, I just think that, you know, um, Gunnar Gundy is a really good quarterback. I also um, – Quantrail Walker. I also back. subscribe to some uh, some maybe old school methods of ranking. Where the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. <laughs> subscribe. <laughs> yes. Uh, subscribe, rate, tell your friends, all those things. No, but I, um, I mean, I know that, uh, you know, wins and losses aren't everything in ranking rankings, but I think that uh, I just have Stillwater at, at four because um, – Broken Arrow with that loss to to Owasso, uh, for me, dropped them down to number five. The reason that I put Broken Arrow at number four, and there's a, a few different teams that could have gone that spot, like you said, you had Stillwater as well, is Broken Arrow's only losses to Owasso. They've beaten, they beat the Texas team that they played in the in the border brawl. They also have wins against Jinx last week, 17-15. to 15. They've also beat Tulsa Union. So, I mean, just if you kind of look at their schedule so far, I think that they're also a really strong contender. 
plus their numbers. They have uh, Miles Slusher and Andrew Rame, two of the uh, Oklahoma Super 30 guys. Um, number four, number one. Rame is number one in Oklahoma commander on the offensive line. Slusher is an Oregon commander defensive back. Um, those two guys are just two of the many stars they have on that team. Um, I could name almost every single position and name someone who's talented, but that's part of the reason that I put them at number four is I just feel like that those other three teams are a little bit above them, and Broken Arrow is still really good, the defending uh, 6A1 state champs. Number five, um, I have Tulsa Union at number five. That's what I have. I have Broken Arrow. <laughs> um, As I said before. Nick, you and I kind of seem to agree on this one a little bit. Um, Again, Tulsa Union, has, is they're one and three. Which I mean, the record isn't good. It's not better than any other team that I have below them except for one. But still Tulsa Union. Look at who they've lost to. That's my thing. And Abby has a little bit of a different opinion on this. Tulsa Union fans, I'm sorry. I I got I got them ranked, but at a different number. I just a feel farther down number. When you when you look at it and you have you have their losses, they're 1 and 3, but at the same time you have to look at the strength of schedule. I still think you put them on a field with any I think if you put them on a field with any of those teams above them, they're going to lose. But I feel like the teams that I have below them including one of them that I have below, they will beat on a neutral field. Their only win is against Jinx. So that's, I mean, that's why I kind of have them at number five. And kind of look, looking a little bit far ahead, I have Jinx at number six. I, I, I kind of made a list through ten. I don't know about you guys, but... I, I mean, I also have a list five. through ten, but at number six I get a little wild, so I don't know if you want to... I was told to create a top five, so I created a top five. <laughs> <laughs> I, I came in today, and Cameron told me he'd gone to ten, and um, I'm not one to be out um, uh, overachieved, so I made mine go down to 10 too. So who who do you have at number six? Are we really doing this? We're going down to 10 now. No, just, we'll just read five, through it. Right? Yeah, we'll, we'll just read through it. it. Um, go I ahead have, and read six, seven, eight, nine, ten for you. <laughs> so at number six, I have uh, defending 4A state champions Tuttle, uh, seven, Heritage Hall, eight, Norman, 9, Westmore, 10, Tulsa Union. Wait, you think Tuttle would beat Norman? You think Tuttle would beat Tulsa Union? On a neutral field. (laughs) Listen. Come on now. I love Tuttle. (laughs) They're really good. They're really good. I love their coach, but I'm sorry. As my my softball coach, my high school softball coach used used to tell me, anybody can beat anybody on any given day. Except, to except Norman can't beat I mean, Tuttle can't beat Norman. I'm not going to say that. I think Tuttle's a really well coached team. Brad Ballard is a really, and like we just said, Tristan Trulove is an amazing running back, and they have a lot from a state championship team last year. I mean, they're undefeated right now. I'm not going to judge your list because here's what I have. Like I said, six I have Jinx. Seven is where I have Stillwater coming in. I think that they're really strong. Just they're going to have to face a monster to win a state title this year in Bixby. At eight I have Heritage Hall. I think Heritage Hall can match up. Can their their ones are as good as any other ones on this like their first team guys are as good as any of the other first team guys on those seven teams above them. The thing is is Heritage Hall does not have twos and threes and fours like these other teams do. They're gonna get worn out in a four quarter game. And I have a little uh a source that I talked with about where to rank Heritage Hall because I probably would have put them higher, but the biggest thing is they're in class three A and don't have the numbers behind it. At number nine is where I have the Tuttle Tigers. I think Tuttle is really good, deserving to be in the top ten. They haven't lost a game since 2017. I mean, they're really, I mean, they're just outstanding. And then at number ten is I where I have Norman. I will say it is fair that six. 
So you put Tuttle above Norman too. I did. That's just. just We're gonna. Fi- here's the. Here's the deal. We can and kind of going into our games of the week. Let's start off with this one. Norman at Broken Arrow. We all have we all have Norman and Broken Arrow kind of we're all we would all have them in our top ten. We all have Broken Arrow in our top five. This is going to be the game where we find out how good the Norman Tigers are. Mm-hmm. Because frankly, if you look at their schedule, they haven't played a team anywhere that's as close to what they're about to play. Good victory against Deer Creek. Great victory in a rivalry game against Norman North because those can go either way. Last week they started off district play with a win. I mean, they're four zero. They're rolling. Cade Horton is playing really well. But we're going to find out how good Norman is this week because we have them at number. I've ranked them at number five in class. I have not made them jump Tulsa Union. I've not made them jump Jinx. They have a chance to play Jinx and Broken Union, and Broken Arrow, Broken Union, <laughs> Broken Arrow and Jinx in district play. We're going to find out how good Norman is this Friday. It's going to be really interesting to see what they can go up there to the defending champions' place in a match with the Tigers to see what they can do because they're they're regarded and I think we all may believe they're one of the best teams on the west side of the state in Class Six A One. But this is a this is a middle season matchup now where we're going to. How good how good is the West this year? And Norman may give us the best shot to see that. Yeah, and this will be, um, I think, Cade Horton's biggest uh, test against a defense so far this season. So it should it'll be interesting to see uh, what he can do against um, uh, a tougher team on the other side of the ball. Are we calling this game or? Yeah, let's or picking. Let's okay. yeah, let's, let's make yeah. picks. I mean, what do you, what do you guys think? Let me pull up. I don't want to. I want to make sure that I pull up exactly what I predicted, but I can't remember that off the top of my head right now. What do you guys think for this game, Abby? Go ahead. Um, I'm gonna go with Broken Arrow. I mean, it's defending defending state champs, yeah, and it's at their place, you know. I I'm gonna go with Broken Arrow. I'm gonna go with Broken Arrow, but I think it's gonna be really close. I think it's gonna be an extremely competitive game. And I think they win late, so I'm going to go with Broken Arrow. Oh yeah, this without a doubt is going to be a good game. Uh, I, I'm with I'm kind of I'm with both of you guys. I have Broken Arrow winning this game, uh, kind of pulling away late. Um, I think the score may be a little bit further away. Norman can't turn the ball over. They have to take care of the ball. They have to be effective offensively. And of course, you can say that about every single team. If you don't turn over the ball, you have a better chance to win. But Norman has to go up there and play a really clean game to be able to try to win this game. But I'm going to I'm going to take Broken Arrow. Um, transitioning into some other games um stillwater at midwest city that's an interesting game this week just because it's a really big matchup in 6a2 midwest city got its first win last week against lawton but stillwater's rolling like we said they're they've lost one game in the last year and a half to bixby in the state title game um this is going to be an interesting matchup you have stillwater's dynamic offense against a really strong defense from midwest city yeah gunner gundy's will be in town um so you know he'll be he's always interesting to watch um gunner gundy playing in the at the same school as his dad, so that'll be pretty interesting. And, um, you know, Quantrill Walker is, I mean, great running back for Stillwater, so it'll be interesting to see that Stillwater defense against, or the Stillwater offense against Midwest City's defense. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Nick, I know you're going to be out there on Friday night. Um, yes. Do you want to make a prediction on that game right now? Kind of, what, do, what do you think I'm that covering score that. is going to be? I can't make a prediction. That's fine. Yeah, Kirk Herbstreit's not allowed to pick the games, <laughs> that's right. the games he's calling. That's, that's right. That's, 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 These are, that's this fair. is college game day rules here. That's right. That's fair. I mean, I, I picked the game that I'm covering, though. We'll get to that, though. What game are well, you Well, yeah, covering? but you you have to pick we'll all – got to pick I do. all the I did games, not do don't well, you? I did not do well last week either. I, I, I did not do well, and especially in those in, like, Class 2A. I think I missed, like, eight or nine picks, which isn't good. Um, uh, for Stillwater and uh, for this game – 
I've got Stillwater winning at 42-17. to 17. Um, I know Midwest City's defense is really great, and I think that they'll be able to – it's going to be the best defense that Stillwater's played thus far, but Stillwater's offense is just too dynamic. And even though it's a road game, I think that they're going to be able to win pretty comfortably. What's the weather going to be like? Is it going to be raining? Uh, there's a chance of rain. Um, that's And that's the thing, too. That could affect some things. We so. could have some weather for the first time. I mean, a couple weeks ago, we had the weather uh, yeah. incident where some a lot of games around the Metro were delayed, and, and even some in southern Oklahoma were canceled just because there was so much rain. But we could have some rain and some showers moving through on Friday night, which could really hinder, like you said, quarterback's game. Uh, last week it was extremely windy across mm-hmm. most of the state, and that affected a lot of teams as well. Um, another game, Abby, I know you're heading out there. Um, Noble El Reno. Um, Noble at El Reno. The Bears, the curious case of the Bears, I think that, you know, their they're only loss is to Piedmont, which it's looking like Piedmont uh, a is Piedmont a really strong team. A Piedmont team that is rolling, It's rolling right now. They are. Um, there's no doubt about it. Noble's looking really good, but – they're going to play the best team that they face so far in El Reno. Yep, El Reno and Dorian Plumley, um, you know, that undefeated so far. Um, and Noble's got to go to El Reno. Um, so it's definitely going to be a test for them. But I also get to go to El Reno, which I am very excited about. Uh, I told Cameron like two or three weeks ago that I wanted to cover this game because I, before the game, want to go to SIDS and get myself an onion burger either you guys been to the uh the burger festival that el reno has where they cook like the burger that's the size of this room that we're sitting in i was not aware that that was an event but i will have to put it on my calendar it i remember going there when i was a young kid my my dad used to be a police officer out in el reno and we would go to that and i i'm pretty sure sid is the one who runs the whole deal i don't want to misquote anything wrong but um Nick, what do you think about uh, what do you think about this Noble Arena game? I know you covered that Noble Piedmont game we were talking about a couple weeks ago. Ah, uh, man, it's that really tough one to pick. Um, you want me to pick it? Yeah, go ahead. Um, Since Abby won't make a pick. Yes, I am. I was. I was. I was Desmond Howard in the in the last matchup, and now I've, I'm Kirk Herbstreit again. <laughs> so. Um, man, it's, it, this is a tough one. I'm. I really want to say Noble, but uh, let's go with Noble. Noble. You got a score or no? Just just going Noble. I'm just going Noble. I'm going to go Arena. Um, quarterback Dorian Plumley is just – he's fantastic. Um, and no discredit to Noble. They're still a really <laughs> strong team. Like I said, the only loss is to Piedmont, who's 3-1 and one and is rolling. Um, there's there's no question about that. But I'm going to go Arena 45-28. to 28. I just think that uh, Dorian Plumley and that Arena offense just has a little bit more firepower. I'm getting some looks from you guys after saying that score. We all right? I mean, like, <laughs> I feel like the score the, you said does not match the words that you said about Noble, but... The the disrespect for Noble. 28 points. <laughs> That's just, four touchdowns. No, I'm talking Ezra about the Elkins whole year. and Austin Fisher, they're a really great dynamic. They're a really great duo in that backfield at running back and quarterback. But Do, do you and I Jason like Kersey have some beef? I'm just like, talking about the entire year. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, Noble's pretty good, but then... <laughs> They're, they're only playing the number four team in Class Five A. They're so only you can't see the air quotes. I don't. I'm not going to try to yeah. do it. <laughs> Moving on, um, we'll stick in Class Five A. Uh, we'll we'll hit on changing this one the quick. conversation. All right, Carl, Carl Albert <laughs> plays at Piedmont. Um, this is easily going to be Piedmont's. Uh, it's going to be one of their biggest tests of the year. But then again, you can say that every time uh, Carl Albert is playing against you. Um, I've got Carl Albert winning this game. Um, Unless somehow Piedmont can really control the ball, keep Carl Albert's offense off the field, and milk clock with their offense, 
I just don't see any way that Piedmont can, can end the streak. That's gonna be that's gonna be real hard to do though. I mean, Carl Albert was scoring so quick when I when I watched them play on Friday night. Um, they're, I mean, like like we said before when we were doing our rankings, they just have a lot of weapons at their disposal. And I mean, I think that this will be this will be a good game for them. One of the tougher opponents they've faced so far, but I still I still see Carl Albert. Yeah, I mean, if there's any team that can upset Carl Albert, I think Piedmont has an excellent shot just because they run the flex bone. And I think, you know, teams with inferior talent, n- no offense to Piedmont, but I'm just, I mean, Carl Albert's it's just a machine. machine. Yeah. So, um, you know, teams that run the flex bone that have inferior talent can can really uh, make things interesting. We saw that with at the college level with, Army against OU. Army didn't exactly. win, but they oh took gosh. them. They took them to the brink. Army Air, against Michigan this year. Air, Air Force did the same thing against OU earlier this decade. So, um, you know, I think I think it's going to be a close game, but I think Carl Albert's. I think they're going to win. So, one last one before we kind of head off to uh, one, a couple of the, the bigger games in the state. Um, John Marshall Heritage Hall. Um, John Marshall is still just yet to have to face a true test and now they get to go to Heritage Hall um, wide receiver and defensive back Bryce Stevens is going to have to have a monumental game um, it's going to be the first real test for Osso Pogai the new coach at John Marshall and that he's faced yet Just and that's the way to put it but at the same time it's going to be a matchup of two teams that have had really strong defense John Marshall's only given up 7 points Heritage Hall's only given up 14 points so far um, this came down to a. It was a one-score game last year. John Marshall scored really in, uh, really late in the game to make it a one-score game. Um, just overall, I'm I'm gonna pick Heritage Hall winning this game, 31-21. I'm gonna be out there on Friday night. I just feel like that once again, Heritage Hall is playing really well right now. Um, I just see, think that they have a little bit more and have been a little bit more tested thus far uh, with victories against Clinton and then against Millwood as uh, than John Marshall has. I would first just like to say that as someone who is, um, you know, still still getting scorekeeping stat keeping fully under her belt um with football uh love it love a defensive matchup um love just just love a defensive Slow matchup pace makes of play. it makes it real easy for me um <laughs> but i i think i'm also i'm gonna pick i'm gonna pick heritage hall i got heritage hall too moving on um one one other game across the state that we want to bring up is a, a big matchup up in Tulsa between Tulsa Kelly and Tulsa Edison. You have OSU commit Zach Middleton plays a little running back and defense back. He's getting healthy, missed the first couple games because of an injury, but he's finally back, um, and he's going to be a really big key, especially on defense, trying to stop Savion Morrison, Nebraska commit from Tulsa Edison. So this is going to be an interesting game. Um, I Give think me, uh, I'll go with Edison. I have I have picked uh, Tulsa Edison to win this game as well. Um, you know, just because George Doy is my friend, I'll pick Bishop Kelly. Noted, noted Bishop Kelly alum George Stoya. For those of you who don't know, shout out OU Daily. <laughs> but uh, I actually do not see this game in my picks for some reason. It's almost like it got left out. I'll have to find a way to fill that in there. That's Feels like weird. a common theme with you in this game. I guess so. <laughs> something I don't know. Um. Oh, or it's just because the game is being played on Thursday. Oh, I, yes, that is a Thursday game. I picked Tulsa Edison to win this game, 35-24 to 24 against Tulsa Kelly. Uh, moving on, just kind of overall state news about high school football. Um, we have a big record that could possibly be broken this week. Um, 
Seminole coach Mike Snyder tied the all-time wins record last week with his 363rd career win. He's in his 40th season at Seminole. Uh, he's got a big task this week if he wants to win it this week. I mean, I talked to him over the weekend, and he acknowledges that he's facing a really good Lincoln Christian team. He's ranked number two right now in Class 3A. Um, I just think it's going to be interesting. They were able to – Seminole beat Lincoln Christian last year, um, so they've shown that they can do it. Now it'll be interesting to see if Seminole can go up there and make some magic happen again and get him the win. I mean, I think that that's going to be fun to see, and I think he's going to get the record this year. He only has six more games to do it, so I think that'll be something interesting to look at as well. I'm going ahead to some non-football updates. Um, Guys, state tournaments start next week. Um, They sure do. (laughs) It's right around the corner. Um, We're beginning to start our state tournament coverage plan as well. I'll kind of start with a little bit of volleyball. Newer rankings came out. The only big changes were involving head-to-head matchups last week. Um, broken In six, Class 6A, Broken Arrow still number one, but Edmund Memorial is now number two. It swapped with Edmund North, which is at three. And then Norman North and Mustang both swapped as well. Mustang moved up to four when Norman North dropped to five. Um, other city area teams, Bishop McGinnis is number two in Class 5A. Oklahoma Christian is number two in Class 4A with Southwest Covenant coming in fourth, Christian Heritage in fifth, Bethany and Crossing Christian right on the outside at six and seven. And then there are no local teams that are ranked um, in the top five of Class 3A, but Heritage Hall comes in at number 10. Um, guys, what about you and, and some non-football stuff? Well, uh, over in fast-pitch softball, another coach with um, a lot of wins uh, under his belt, uh, Mike Crossley at Newcastle. He just got his 1,000th win as the fast-pitch coach. All 1,000 wins at Newcastle. Um, he's been there for 32 years. Uh, he got his 1,000th win um, Monday night it was that he made it to 1,000. Could have been at 1,001 uh, had they been able to play last night, but he told me that uh, the other team was there, but no umpires. So he get, said... Get the coaches out there. Come on, they know he what said they're it doing. Was, he said it was the first time that they've ever canceled a game because the umpires weren't there. So... 1,000 wins for Mike Crossley. And then also, over over this past weekend, Edmund North um, won a tournament that was hosting, um, which Newcastle's actually playing in. And then also, um, as as Coach Rick Nordyke told me, uh, many of the teams that were in the 6A state tournament last year, speaking of state tournament time, um, so that was, it was a really competitive tournament, but... Uh, Edmund North ended up uh, taking it. Cross country. Um, the Class 6A, 5A pre-state cross country meet was held at uh, Edmund Santa Fe. and uh, In 5A, Piedmont basically dominated boys and girls. Both both took first place. And In 6A, Mustang boys and the Jinx girls team won. So you want to talk about a dynasty? Piedmont cross country. Yeah, dynasty. Right. Yeah, they're, they're always strong. They, yeah. I, I don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they have the water in Piedmont. I don't know. Apparently, they brought some of that over to the football team because, I don't know, they're just looking fantastic. Um, you said that was at Santa Fe? Yes. That's where the state meet is, too. So, I guess, yep. really, pre-state makes sense, yep. I guess. Um, guys, some projects that we're working on. Um, our Friday Night Light story for this week, I'm working on the old, uh, t- an old a story about the old Putnam City Knights youth football team. Uh, it had guys on there. You may recognize a few of these names. Uh Dominic Richardson at McGinnis, Zach Dorch at Putnam North, also had Sam Brandt at Bethany, and Brody Claiborne at Bethany. Um, those four guys were just a few of the about 30, 35 kids that were on this team that was so dominant they had to move up 
to play teams that they could actually compete with, and they still beat them all the time. When they were playing teams against, when they were playing against teams their age, they were 170 and four over a six-year span. Um, they also played Deion Sanders' Truth Team, which was the team that he had essentially handpicked that had his son on it, had Emmett Smith's son on it. They beat them. They went two and three against them in the five times that they played. How'd they play that many games in six years? They occasionally play forty games a year, just two or three <laughs> on the weekends. I don't know. I mean, it's Golly. just. Yeah, but and and there's and that's just against teams their own age. I mean, if you think about it, they played a little bit more than that. So that story's going to be coming out in uh, in Friday's edition of the Oklahoman guys. What are you uh, working on? Dead silence. That's right. I mean, I'm working on stuff. <laughs> uh, still working on um, uh, the story I talked about last week about um, you know uh, the Gaiman tigers and how far they have to travel to to play their district games um and then also um working on a story involving tuttle and former coach bill hinkle he uh he constructed the field yes and uh yeah so that this is gonna be a fun one to look forward to yeah he constructed the field out there and uh a little bit something special now that they have turf that they did with with Mr. Hinkle. So, um, but no, kind of kind of looking ahead. Like we said, coming next week, we'll uh, be full on into some state tournament coverage. I'm sure that we'll be able to talk a little bit more about that on the podcast next week. We have fall baseball, um, small school volleyball, and small school um, fast pitch as well. So it's going to be uh, we're about to be full swing. Uh, cross country starts in a couple weekends, and then so big school volleyball is as well, and uh, and big school fast pitch. So. It's coming quickly. Um, yep. Guys, do you have anything else? In and out still better than Whataburger, but... I mean, no, but okay. We can agree to disagree. I mean, like, what, what, do you, what do you think makes it better? It's just better. Like, the fries aren't good. If you put some salt on them, they are. But then again, if you add salt to anything, it's pretty good. Yeah, and also, why do I have to, like, add, put more salt on the fries? Can't they just, like, come... Like, Some people don't like their fries salted. That's fair, but I mean, I don't know. I just also think that I I think every part of it's better at Whataburger. <laughs> that's just my opinion. We're still like seven weeks away. One question before we go: What is your favorite Thanksgiving food? Oh man, Th- dressing. Um, close. But is that a food? Yes, it's a food. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> so, uh, my aunt Junkin makes um, like leftover sandwiches with like the leftover turkey and Swiss cheese on like a crusty bread that she puts in the oven and it's real good. And so it's not like a day of Thanksgiving food, but like my favorite part is like the days after Thanksgiving when I get to have that sandwich because it's real good. I'm going to make a certain someone down in Norman really happy when I say this. I'm on hashtag team GBC. Green bean casserole is the best Thanksgiving food. Mic drop. I mean, I'd put it up there. It's it's the best Thanksgiving it's food. good. It's it's probably my number two on sides. M- the number one side being my favorite food, mac and cheese. Mac and cheese is fantastic. I, lo- I, I don't feel I, like I that's specific to Thanksgiving. Though. I do agree. With I that, know, though. but I in my like family's Thanksgiving. Thanksgivings, I make mac and like homemade mac and cheese. And yes, it's not specific Thanksgiving food, but it is part of my Thanksgiving. Fair enough. Well, guys, uh, for Abby and Nick, I'm I'm Cameron Jordan. Thanks for listening to the Oklahoma's Varsity Podcast. Uh, make sure you guys subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We record every Wednesday. Tune in next week, and make sure you guys follow along with all of our coverage at theoklahoman.com.